0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's Pretty Fabulous Plan With Me podcast. It's a video podcast, and like any true podcaster, I showed up without doing any hair or makeup. I don't know if that's how video podcasters do, but I was kind of like, you know what? I bet this is why people do podcasting instead of YouTube, because it's so much easier. You don't have to do any prep. You don't have to worry about what you look like, and you don't even have to make thumbnails or descriptions or I I don't know. I possibly have this all wrong. We'll talk about this today. Um, But we are going to go over today just learning wish lists. So I talked about this a little bit before uh, when we talked about the January 2024 fresh start plan with me. And we talked mostly about like I always say put together a wish list of all the things that you want to learn, all the things that you want to do and then I don't ever tell you what to do with that, right? Just just put it on your wish list and I guess just cross your fingers and hope it comes true. So today we're going to talk about like my wish list and how I'm organizing it. So hopefully that'll give you some ideas on how you can organize yours. Now there's nothing to really download because I do believe uh, if you are here it's because you're like me and you suffer from and i say suffer because i'm definitely in the suffering stage where i just buy too many courses and they just kind of pile up and i get overwhelmed and i don't even know what i bought uh, or what i've purchased and then i don't finish them and i kind of skim over them anyways it's a whole issue we're gonna try to help solve that today so um and i am trying so it took me a little while to come online today because i was trying to stream this to Instagram I don't even know if it's streaming to Instagram in fact I'll have to check after we're done but <laughs> fingers crossed hopefully it's going there as well um, so let's see who is here uh, Tasha how are you doing um, you're doing great we got a bunch of snow oh nice oh you and Karen are talking <laughs> I'll let you guys chat Shelly is here hey Shelly uh, Karen is here I do love the snow although I possibly like looking at it more than I enjoy being in it, but I have always loved snow and I've always loved winter. It has always been my favorite. Um, All right, so let's go ahead and talk about, uh, if you're here, I'm guessing it's because you bought too many courses. And I definitely, not only can I relate, I think I still suffer from this as well. So we're gonna talk about turning off the suffering Kind of recommend that you just stop buying stuff. or maybe you bought stuff and you don't even remember buying it, right? Have you ever gotten those? So Thinkific, we used to be on Thinkific and we're not anymore. And it sends out these notifications to everybody who's enrolled like, hey, well if you set it up where it says, hey, you are, you've are, you only made it 10% of the way through this course. And you can set it up so it sends these weekly reminders. And so I get these weekly reminders from people who are on Thinkific and it will say, hey, you've only made it through you know, 10%. And I'm like, 10% of what? who are you, why are you messaging me? I don't even remember signing up for your course. Um, So, and maybe you purchase stuff too, where one, you're not sure why you have it, but you kind of vaguely remember buying it, or you were like, I'm gonna buy this, and it has such great information that when I talk about this subject, I will sound so much smarter, or maybe I can repurpose this content into something else, into a digital product that I can sell. Uh, So if that is you, that is me too. Hello, my name is Lisa and I am a course buying addict and I can't stop. And notice that I said course buying addict, not a course taking addict because that actually wouldn't be so bad if I was just taking them. Um, so is it a strength? It is definitely like I always say take the Clifton Strengths personality test. This is my number four is learner. Um, and you know, I definitely buy them and I start them but I don't finish them. There's that phenomenon that says that just buying it makes you feel like you accomplished something. It's kind of like when they tell people, don't tell other people about your goal because one, it makes you feel like you've already kind of finished your goal even though you didn't start on it just because you told somebody about it. So it's that same weird phenomenon with buying the courses. Uh, and there's a point too where, so there's this concept where they have basements and balconies. So balconies are where you take your strength and it's like making you a rock star superstar or where you're taking your strength and it's like, it's just not very developed. It's, kind, it's a definitely a part of your personality, but it's almost like it's hindering or hampering you. And that's a basement. And this is taken directly from my friend, Becca. Uh, I took her class on basements of learners for, our writing for learners, um, our learners for writing. You know what I mean? But basically it's a writer who teaches a lot of classes, but doesn't write. And that is pretty much me on YouTube, right? I'm like talking about things all the time, I'm not doing a lot of writing. Uh, takes information, I don't really apply it. I'm just like absorbing things like a sponge, but is that really useful? I'm not sure. In fact, I'm, I am sure it is not useful. Uh, and I'm so cl- focused on taking the next class, I'm not even like bothering to take the information I already have available to me. Instead, when something new comes out, uh, I'm so worried and I have FOMO over wanting to buy that. And I'm also very averse to failure. So I feel like if I had more knowledge, I would be more successful. Um, so, you know, waiting till you execute until you know everything first, that is definitely a balcony. They also call it, Clifton actually calls it a raw strength, like it's not really developed. Um, so, but the upside of that is balconies, like a very mature, Clifton calls it a mature strength. And that's when you are optimally in sync with your strength so that it is helping you to be successful and to move forward and get things accomplished. So I don't remember. know if anyone remembers Heroes. This was on like in 2007 and everybody had some super ability and I think this was like season four or five. It was like one of the later seasons. And they were, you know, everyone had different strengths and I think they were just running out of strengths to showcase. So this one character, Monica Dawson had what's called adaptive muscle memory. So she would be able to watch anything like a chef cooking, someone doing gymnastics, uh, someone, I don't even know, scaling a building. And just from watching it for two seconds, she would instantly know how to replicate that and do that herself. So that to me is a learner at their best right like she it was like two seconds watching and honestly when i saw this tv show and i she came on and this was a strength i was like this is literally the lamest dumbest strength ever however now that I know that I am a learner with a huge problem with the learner balconies, our basements, I think this is an actual superhero, like awesome thing if I could see something once and then repeat it perfectly that would be great, right? Because then you could learn something, you could take a course and then you could mimic it and you'd be done. Uh, But anyways, if you are someone who is like really in sync with the learner, you're catching on quickly, you're interested in a lot of things and you find life intriguing. So I do have all of those traits, but usually what they say is it's great to have those balcony traits without the basement traits. So for example, Um, But it's also good because, for example, with medical school, I wouldn't have known that I did not like medical school had I not gone through it at least a year. So sometimes the learner loops are useful pieces of data because you're never gonna know for yourself whether or not this is something that you truly enjoy or you're interested in. So sometimes I do take courses and I'm like, you know what, this was awful. Like looking, I took a sh- course on ShowIt and I just didn't like that website or anything in it. And But I wouldn't have known that had I not like wasted a lot of time doing all of that. So um, let's see, Shelly, that's me. Too many courses that I don't start are finished. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and Save the cheerleader, save the world. Yes, it's so true. I remember that from this. That was probably like their best season ever was season one and two, and I don't think they ever came back from that. Um, Yes, I'm a Natasha person that takes a lot of information, doesn't always apply it to getting stuff done. Um, And I love that memory strength, yes. I wish I had that memory strength too. Okay, so this is my friend Molly. (laughs) And she is not, learner is not one of her strengths. And I remember when I first met her, and I just put this up here because I just, when she's like me, right, she's a graphic designer, she writes cozy mysteries, and when she told me that she didn't take any courses, I was mortified. I was like, how dare you write without taking a thousand courses? (laughs) And it was just great, like this was such a foreign concept to me that you could just Wake up one day and start writing. I was like, "Who, who is this person?" Um, but on the plus side, because Molly does not have learners' strengths, she is not cursed with the balconies, and she is more of an action taker, right? Like that Nike statement, "Just do it." So she is what I would call more of an intuitive action taker, right? So she makes a best guess. She doesn't waste any money on training. She does join Facebook groups. She really likes Facebook, and so it's kind of like in the old days where, like, you're talking to someone, you're like, "Hey, well, how did you do that?" And that's kind of the only type of research that she does. Um, And she doesn't buy anything. Mentoring, like I don't think it would even cross her mind that that is something somebody would actually purchase, right? Uh, She doesn't watch YouTube tutorials, none of that. Um, And it's kind of like, so the examples that I have of where she kind of excels is for cover design, she said she just woke up, she wanted to do it. Like, that was it. Right? Doesn't have a degree in it, nothing like that. Um, And then writing, same thing. And also with weight loss, like I was like, oh, you know, I'm so different, right? So I signed up for a weight loss. I read like, as you know, inside of the secret videos, there is a video where I went through, I'm gonna say it's like 24 different books, and I tried out all these different diets, and I signed up for all these different nutritionists and coaches and weight loss programs, and nothing worked, right? And whereas Molly was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm trying to lose weight. She goes, oh, I was too. And she's like, yeah, it's done. I was like, it's done. She goes, oh yeah, I just decided to just do it, and that that was it. And so she's she's done. I'm still like in the middle of the struggle, and the surge. Let me turn off the heater. Um, so sometimes it's better just to like go ahead and do the Molly method. Now, if I there was anything where I did apply the Molly method, it would definitely be podcasting. So podcasting and I think it's more like an attitude thing too so even though I have those learner balcony or basements like weaknesses I think podcasts are stupid right like you've all heard me complain about how boring they are I think they're punishment like on and on even though this is a podcast but um I also have that attitude where I think any like a moron could do it like I just have such low honestly low respect for podcasts even though i'm doing one so when i decided i wanted to do a podcast that was like i announced it on january 2nd when molly and i did our authored vision board and on january 6th i created it and on january 9th i booked out my entire schedule for january with guest posts and i'm done so there are courses out there on podcasting there's even youtube tutorials i didn't watch a single tutorial I mean, I don't join Facebook groups, but I didn't read a single blog post, like nothing. So, not everything requires a course. (laughs) And sometimes, honestly, it could just be your attitude and you could just wing it. There are probably things that, honestly, on a lot of the in-process, in-queue things that I'm waiting on doing, like, for example, learning how to draw. I don't know that I really need to take a course, there are literally 10 year olds or 12 or seven year olds that can draw better than me they didn't take a course they didn't have a degree or get any formal training they just picked up a crayon or a pencil and they just started drawing things right and experiment with time or practice or effort they're pretty good uh and so you know just something to think about to put out there as another perspective All right. So what do you want to do next? So I have a six step, seven step, six step process for you on what to do next. First, I think we should all just acknowledge if you're here, this is like one of those like Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. This is like a Learners Anonymous meeting. So just recognize that you're always going to be worried about not having enough information before you do something. And Just know that that's part of your personality and part of who you are and how you approach tasks or how you approach new projects or a new career or a new uh, anything that you're doing, moving, whatever it is, you might be somebody who needs to get a ton of information and find out all the best practices, right? So. Now that you know that and you know all of the strengths that come with it and all of the basement weaknesses, now the next step is to stop buying anything. So these are just examples. This just showed up in my inbox this morning. And so I think it was Karen and I were talking about uh, Countdown Timer. And so I got rid of deadline final. I signed up for Countdown Timer. I guess that got me on their mailing list. I didn't even know they had this membership called The League. They're sending out a bunch of uh, urgency messages about how I have to sign up or it's just it's gonna go away right so uh i did not sign up so just remember too i wasn't even looking for an email marketing course right i've been emailing people since like 2015 i'm good Uh, but when i saw this i was like ooh, i don't know maybe i have some special information that the other literally 800 and some courses on email marketing i've already read don't have um second This could also apply to clothes. I also got this in the mail this morning too. Uh, Happy anniversary from Athleta, which by the way, if you go to their website, they're giving everybody 20% off anyway. Um, So, you know, do I need this? No, I actually own, so even though I say I hate clothes, I love hoodies. I don't know why. I think because I like, I like t-shirts so much. This is like, I think one of, no, it's just one. It's the only, one of two long sleeve shirts that I own. And so everything's a T-shirt, so I have hoodies for everything. So I have hoodies, I have jackets, I have a shawl. I don't know why, I think because maybe I'm in Sandy, I like to, well, I shouldn't even say that. Even before I moved here, I've always had like t- actually 10 or 12 hoodies until I like became a minimalist. So I just love jackets. So I did think for a brief second, I was like, ooh, maybe I should get a jacket. But again, just ask yourself, was I even in the market for this? I was not in the market for a jacket or anything else from Athleta. Um, So, you know, just delete it, unsubscribe. Uh, I also get, I don't know if you get this too, so email marketing, they're good, right? Like, they sent me a link telling me I had a login and password for all of these free courses. And at first, it did get me, I was excited, so it's possible they are very good at email marketing. I was like, ooh, free courses. I got one over on them. They're too dumb to know that they sent me this course. Actually, I'm the dumb one, right? Like, they know what they're doing. There are courses that I don't have any interest in. Again, they mean nothing to me, but am I gonna go in and waste time reading it? Probably, so I just deleted it. (laughs) Same thing, summits, and I know that there are a bunch of summits lately, and I don't know why summits have become so popular, and I'm just like you, I've attended them, and I'm just gonna say it. I think all summits are just worthless, and I don't know if it's, I, I think, well, here's what I think. It is quality, versus quantity, and summits 100% get rewarded for quantity over quality. So the bigger the summit, the more speakers, especially when I see these, like the blogger breakthrough summit, I haven't heard of any of these people at all. Who even knows if they have a blog or if it gets more than like two views a day. So I'm just gonna tell you right now, delete every summit you see, because here's what happens. It puts you in this like, even worse learning spiral because there are so many sessions and you only get a certain amount of time to watch it so now this is the thing too i want to be in charge of my schedule like how dare you disrupt my schedule for the week and tell me i have to watch your boring summit on your timeline because you're going to expire it well I'm in charge of my life, isn't that why I quit my job so I could have my own business, so I could do things, right? So 100%, I would say, delete all summits. Like, I know how it feels because you get that summit FOMO with that email and you're like, oh my God, so many sessions. I promise you, none of those sessions are worth it. It's just people like blah, blah, blah. It's like those infomercials from the 90s. Does anyone remember the George Foreman? And yeah, George Foreman was very popular and very successful only for George Foreman. <laughs> Nobody has like this life changing life because they bought this silly grill. You don't need this to grill. I remember being in at people's houses and they were like, oh, our you know, our Foreman grill is broken. We can't make, I don't even know, whatever it is. I'm like, why can't we just I don't know, use the oven or <laughs> the stove top or the grill outside? Like, why do we need this George Foreman thing? Which was really messy anyway hard to clean and i just it was crazy to me that everyone was like into the and maybe it's just my own pet peeve from like <laughs> growing up in the 90s um anyways the next step i don't know what happened to my step two thing but the next step is to make a google sheet so that's why i said it's specific to everyone because if you're like me and you're a course hoarder having a workbook isn't going to be helpful because after like one page you're gonna be like i need 10 more pages to like fill out this information so just make a google sheet and here are the columns i want you to make category priority and you're gonna leave both of these blank right now the other two are creator name so like if you know like for me you put lisa seifert course name you'd put planner pixies which isn't really a course i guess planner academy if you purchase that Um, the URL where you log in, your login ID, and your password. And honestly, this is a best practice for you. Anytime you buy a course, you should add it to the sheet. So then you just have one central repository, one central database that has a record of everything you've ever purchased anytime, and you know how to access it. Now, this way, if you need to go back into your emails and look for something, you can look it up by creator name, you can look it up by course name and you can even look it up by that URL that you're logging into. All right, step, I guess that was step three. So step four is to delete. So after you've taken an inventory, so like this other step here when you inventory everything, I don't want you to like think about it as you're doing it. Just get as much as you can, go through your emails, hopefully you saved them in some place. If you didn't, just do a search on your email for login. The word login only comes up Usually, when you've purchased something and it tells you the URL, the login, and the password. So, try to gather as much as you can or based on memory or whatever is in your email. You could also go through things you purchased. Now, I noticed this with somebody else the other day. If you have multiple email addresses, it's possible you just don't know where things are if you've purchased things everywhere. What I would suggest is it's okay to have multiple emails, but designate them each for something. So, I think what's happening is you're signing up for freebies. And then you're signing up for other freebies. And then you have another thing you purchase that's associated with your PayPal. Have one email that is maybe just a course email. So every time you buy a course, you 100% know it is my course, name, login, whatever, and that's the Gmail account I'm gonna go to for every single course. Then you don't have everything in your main email inbox. It's all like, secluded into one area. And that way when people sign you up for their mailing list and you don't wanna buy any more courses from them, you don't wanna be tempted, you can just unsubscribe and just know that you were already subscribed in your main mailing address and you don't have to worry about it somewhere else. So next step is to delete. So when I say delete, now that you have everything in inventory, I want you to go through anything that has an expired link. So if you click on the link and the ID and password don't work, two things one you probably didn't even care about this course that much in the first place anyway so just delete it (laughs) like i know what you're thinking oh my god i paid for it and this is what happens with hoarding uh you people don't want to get rid of things because they're like oh they just remembered like how much money they paid for it at the time of purchase and they're just gonna keep hanging on to it just delete it the second thing is deleted courses so a lot of times creators delete courses It happens. There's this new trend too, where people are deleting courses after, or your access after one year. I 100% feel like that is shady. I don't know why, I don't like it. I don't even buy from people that do that. But you might have people like that too, if your year is expired. And again, if you didn't take it within the year, just delete it, don't pay them again. You clearly were not interested in whatever they were offering, probably somebody else is offering it too, where you don't have to wait, have your, login and password expire after a year. Random courses. And you know what I'm talking about. This is where you're like, oh, I see this ID and password for this thing. I don't know what it is. Maybe you paid $27 for it. Maybe you paid $197, but you're not sure why it's there what you were gonna use it for, just delete it. I know what you're thinking, let me just hold it because it's an asset, but it's just gonna clutter your brain just like all the stuff in your house to look at it when you're like trying to decide what courses to take or not to take. Um, The other one is outdated courses. So I always complain all the time. So I bought that course from Louise Henry on Squarespace, which is from, like she must have made it back in 2019 or whatever and it uses her own template. And that's the only thing that you could do is you take, it's just a core, it's not even a course, it just tells you how to update her templates. So if you didn't like her templates, you're kind of, you know, SOL because one, they're on the old format, like the old Squarespace, and two, she hasn't updated the course or the anything else. She's like, she does say like, hey, you can still have access to it, but I'm never gonna update this course. So same thing, I've deleted it, it doesn't even matter, like, in. Obviously, it makes me angry every time I think about it. So you should just delete outdated courses. Um, And usually, it's the technology that goes bad. Uh, Bad courses. So a lot of times, just like I said, you'll take some courses, and you'll figure out that this really isn't for you. So maybe you know, I could take a bunch of drawing courses, and I could say, you know what? Drawing really isn't. I thought I wanted to be an illustrator, but I don't. I shouldn't keep those courses, I should just delete them. Same thing with bad courses, if you go through and you're like, oh, I thought I'd learn how to draw, I don't know, fashion illustrations, but when I get in, it just teaches me the concept of fashion illustration, it doesn't actually give me any real skills, it was a bad course, it was a bad purchase, just delete it. And again, this frees up some emotional energy over your anger, which, I I might be the only one, but you do get angry when you spent some money on courses that just didn't live up to your expectations. So again, delete them and save yourself the mental anguish of having to look at them on that list all the time. So uh, let's see who else. Uh, Amanda, learner is one of my Clifton strengths. Oh, nice. My name is Amanda, and I'm a learner and a course order. See, it happens. It happens so much. Uh, I'm a hoodie addicted too. Yeah, I don't know why. I just love hoodies. They're just so comfy and they're cute. Um, anyways, uh, Starry, Starry Night, uh, the summit thing. Spend hours listening to interviews while, of course, you paid actual money for it, collects virtual dust. Yes. Yes, because it like makes you like drop your schedule it's kind of like so I have this one friend um who likes text messaging only and every time he gets his phone rings he gets so angry he's like how dare you interrupt me and think I'm just sitting around doing nothing and I'm gonna just take your phone call (laughs) anyways I'm like well maybe their friends wanting to catch up so obviously I have never called him ever I only text him Uh, but he is very much like guarded of his time like if it's he's I think he's like me adaptability is very low on his Clifton strings, And as a result, he's like, he, we are not spontaneous people. We, like, I think the reason Rob and I are such good friends, we like to plan everything out. OK, so I'll get there at quarter till. Or should we get there at 10 till? And I'll meet you at the front door, but not, like, at the front door. I'll meet you inside, because it's hot out, and it's air-conditioned in the lobby, so I'll be right to the left of the Like, we're super crazy like that, but it's OK, because we're both the same. <laughs> so anyways the next step oh this should be step five i cannot count math clearly is not my strength today uh categorize it so now remember that first one where i said don't fill this out until later now go ahead and fill it out now that you've cleaned up your list and it's down to your bare minimum i want you to go through and fill it out with your goals so for example my categories align with my goals my goals are drawing so within there and these subcategories i didn't even do subcategories i just made drawing my only category but like as i'm going through it what i would possibly categorize as drawing is anything to do with illustrator i did buy a pencil course i haven't even watched it i don't even know if, i don't think i've even logged in but um procreate all the Procreate. i bought so many procreate courses adobe fresco um, maps i bought a course on how to draw maps fashion illustration, all of these fall under drawing. Next is design. I have some Photoshop courses that I have purchased that were a little more in depth into different things that I wanted to study. Covers, I wanted. To, I thought I wanted to do fantasy covers. Uh, I mostly just wanted to learn how to do that for tarot cards. Um, and 3D, I'd like to learn how to do 3D design. Uh, same thing, Squarespace, with the website. It falls into all these different buckets, and then writing. So go through and make sure two things. One, if you had a goal for the year on something you wanted to accomplish, create or learn, it should be one of these categories and then categorize every single course. Now, you may have purchased other courses that don't fit in here. I would go ahead and just say future. Like that should be the the category for the course is future. Like maybe, I can't even think of a course that you might've purchased, but maybe I purchased a course, oh, I know. Maybe I purchased a course on virtual summits. (laughs) So as you know, I think they're stupid. I don't think anyone should put more virtual summits out in the world, but maybe for whatever reason, I think it's so valuable and I think I'm gonna keep it. So this is probably a bad example. But if I had purchased a virtual course about, or a course about virtual summits, then I would label it future. I wouldn't label it virtual summit because what's gonna happen is I'm gonna think about it and I'm going to be like, oh, I should work on a virtual summit instead of all these other things that I already said and committed to working on for this year. 2025, trust me, it's going to be here before you know it. So don't freak out and try to like plan 2020, just say future. Because when we do this again in the first week of January 2025, and we go through future, at that point in time, you will probably be a different person, you might have a completely different business, Or maybe you've met somebody wonderful and you're super spontaneous and you now live in France or something. I don't know, but that is a problem for future you. Current you should just only focus on the things for this year. So that's what I would do for anything that doesn't fit. Now, the next thing is prioritize it. So that was that second column I said leave till the end. This is super easy. So within each category, so for drawing, I have to decide, does it make sense for me to learn how to draw maps first? Well, probably not. It will probably be easier if I first learn how to use the pencil tool. And do I want to learn the pencil tool or should I learn how to use Procreate first? Or should I learn how to use Adobe Fresco first, right? So prioritize within that one category, one being the course you wanna take first, two being the course you wanna take second. So you can actually finish those courses, just like we always say, one goal at a time, just do one course at a time. The next step is to time block in your calendar. So here's what I would say, instead of like, because remember I said time blocking like specific tasks don't work, I would just time block, carve out some time for learning. I don't think they do this anymore, but back in the 80s, when I was in grade school, so if you're anyone here is Generation X, what they used to do is they had library time because there was no such thing as ebooks back then. And you would get to go to the school library, and it was a tiny library, but it had kids' books, and you could search around, you could check books out. Um, you know, they had that old stamp thing where they'd roll the number, and then they'd stamp your book with the due date, and then they take the little card out and they'd stamp that with the due date, and then you could take your book and it would go into a a little filing system. Anyways, in addition to having library time, we also had the learning lab. I honestly don't remember what was in the learning lab that we learned, because electronics weren't a thing back then. So maybe it was just more library time. or Maybe, I think it was like a language lab, like you could listen to audio uh, something or other, but I loved the Learning Lab. So what I would do for yourself is schedule some Learning Lab time for yourself. And once you have that Learning Lab time, I would simply pull up your Google Sheet and just see what you feel like learning. Instead of being so rigid that I'm gonna learn lesson one this day from three to 4 p.m. And I'm gonna let learn lesson two from four to 5 p.m., right? So just leave it as learning lab time. So it's something, especially if you're a learner, you should get totally psyched about this. It's a time where I am giving myself permission to learn and it's on the schedule. And you know, maybe you schedule it for, honestly, if you're a learner, I would say schedule this for the time you have the least amount of energy and the least brain power, and I know what you're thinking, wait, I should do it when I have, when you have the most brain power, because if you're a learner, you probably suffer with execution. So definitely do all your execution during your, like if you're a morning person, do it during the morning, or if you're an evening person, do it late at night. And then the times where you're kind of groggy and like you're wanting to like not do anything, I would do learning. Because one, you like it, so you're excited by it. And two, it doesn't really require as much information to intake knowledge, as it does to apply it execute it and put something else out there so that's what i would do now what i do um is i actually put everything into ClickUp. so every single course that i know that i want to take and this might be overkill but i put each one as its own list so this is the fantasy cover design course that i wanted to take as you can see i am way behind i had put this down for july of 2022 to finish It is now 2024 so what i was doing and i don't know what happened clearly i quit but each module as i did it i would put it in the start in progress or done and that way whenever i had learning lab time i knew exactly where i had left off like where was i was i in module seven module eight some of the different platforms like teach well maybe i don't know if teachable does that but think if it definitely does because it sends you those notifications every week on how much you've finished Some of them will tell you where you left off. Some of them won't. And if you jump around, you might not know where you are. So this for me was very helpful to kind of move stuff over like a Kanban board, if that works for you. And also it'll just kind of help you to like go through all of the modules and like kind of get an idea in your head. Like, hey, this is going to take me a month at least to finish this course, or it's going to only take a day. I probably don't even need to make a ClickUp thing for it. Uh, But either way, As you know, I like planning and like organizing things. So if you do too, this might be fun for you. So that is a wrap on how I am putting together my learning wish list for the year. So hopefully that gave you some ideas and helped you to get back on track. Um, I don't think anybody had any other questions. I think we're done talking about hoodies. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Tasha, that's a great idea to click up for tracking classes. Yeah, thanks. All right, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I will see you here tomorrow for Sticker Camp. So Sticker Camp is not a podcast, uh, but it will be on this YouTube channel. for It'll be live streamed. And then after that, it'll just be available to Planner Pixies members. And because I have been going through all of the learning, I will talk about some of the courses if you are like me and you're thinking, Hey, I would like to draw my own stickers. We'll talk about that. Mostly right now, Sticker Camp is all about how to use sticker designs that you did not have to draw or using AI, but we'll talk more tomorrow about drawing and and a little bit more about AI if you wanna talk about that as well. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful evening and I will see you tomorrow.